Hello and welcome to the James Market Clarity Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Kraft. And today on episode 28, I'm joined by Dr. Fall Amina to discuss inflation. Now, inflation has really impacted our domestic economy here in 2022. Dr. Anina is here to help us unpack some of that nuance surrounding the topic and talk about what may happen next. Dr. Fall, welcome. Good morning, Neil. Thank you for having me. Of course. It's great to see you again. Uh, Dr. Fall, let's start at the ground floor today by uh, just first s- simply defining what inflation is. Well, inflation is the overall rise in the prices of goods and services over time. Uh, The consumer price index, CPI, basically is the measure of that inflation today. It's a price paid by urban consumer for a market basket of consumer goods and services. That basket includes shelter, around a third of the basket. Then you have food, 13%, energy, 8.2%, medical services, 6.8%, etc. Now, I've also heard inflation described to me as too few dollars chasing too few goods. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense because we are spending more money on the same amount of goods and services. That's basically another way of looking at it. The same meal costs you more today than last year. Simple terms, yep. Uh, okay, so the, the latest figures say inflation is running at about 8.1% year over year. This is way in excess of the Fed's true goal, correct? Yes, Neil, you are right. The Federal Reserve has a dual mandate. The two goals are maximum employment and stable prices. By prices, you are talking about inflation. The goal is to have low and stable rate around 2% over a long period of time. But as you know, the prices are determined by supply and demand, and the Fed doesn't have control over supply, for example. Look at egg prices. Egg prices are up 30% since last year. It's due to bird flu outbreak, rising feed cost, uh, corn and soybean meal has gone up substantially, and also transportation has gone up. Another example is the price of used car and trucks have increased substantially because of the shortage of microchips is hampering the production of a new vehicle. One tiny little piece, but makes that, up a big problem. That is right, yes. So what is causing inflation today? Well, you uh, have a huge pent-up demand from the pandemic, where people now would like to travel, go to restaurants. For example, the airline fare has gone up 42% this year. Supply chain disruption also is another part. You have a zero COVID tolerance policy in China. A rising geopolitical risk. You look, for example, at the war in Ukraine and the impact of that war on oil prices and gas prices. You also have very accommodative monetary policy over the last few years and very generous government stimulus checks. Those are basically the main reason why inflation is up today. There are also some long-term trend that are likely to keep inflation above average. You have deglobalization, basically decoupling from China. You have unshoring, where a lot of countries want factory in their country, not in China or in Asia. You have also a new Cold War starting and an aging population. All these factors are making inflation uh, go up. That's a lot of factors. And and I I hear you, you know, with the the things we hear about supply chains being disrupted. That's right. Um, Certainly right. the, the, the risks of, of war and other geopolitical factors going on, especially in 
in Europe. What does what does all that mean for for consumers with inflation running so high? What does that what does that mean? How does it translate? Well, less purchasing power. Basically, we talked about that earlier, where you are the same product is costing you more today than it was costing you yesterday. Okay, you have less money to spend on other item less money to put in your saving account because you are spending, let's say, a lot of this stuff on necessities. And uh, and if inflation is higher than your wage growth, your standard of living will go down. This hit particularly low, the lowest income consumer because they spend much of a larger portion of their budget on necessities such as food, rent, and gasoline. Inflation is also harmful to retiree because they live on a fixed income. Because of all these devastating effects, government and central bank try to keep inflation in check. In the U.S., the Federal Reserve has a target, as we said earlier, target of 2% over long run. As, as you said, with inflation running north of 8%, the Fed has embarked on an unprecedented tightening monetary policy. Mm-hmm. So, w- with that being said... Um, certainly the Fed has tools or strategies, something at their disposal to, to employ um, to help control inflation. Could you touch on a couple of those items? Yes. Uh, basically, the Fed has three tools at their disposal. One is called forward guidance, basically telegraphing their intention. That's what the Fed chairman did the other day after the Fed meeting. He told them, we're going to tighten more and the stock market uh, went down subsequently. That's one way, basically, forward guidance. The second is raising the federal fund rate. That is, the interest rate bank charge other banks. In the last four meetings, the Fed has raised that interest rate by 75 bips, basically 0.75%. Those are the largest hike in the last 20 years. Wow. This higher interest rate will discourage people from borrowing and spending money on cars, homes, goods, and services. They're also likely to keep company from expanding, hiring, because of these higher borrowing costs. And the third one is basically something they call normalization of the balance sheet, where they are taking out liquidity out of the market by selling some of the government security they bought over the year, and they are doing it now at $95 billion per month. Now, I can understand that higher interest rates would certainly discourage um, yeah. some people from borrowing. Um, but if you need a home, you, you got to have somewhere to live. If you, if you need a car, you have to you know, figure out how you're going to get yourself somewhere. Have we seen that um, uh, take effect in, in the economy yet, or is that yes. a, a real lagging indicator? Well, the housing market is one of the most interest rate-sensitive sectors of the economy. Basically, when the Fed raised interest rate, they push the yield on a 10-year treasury note higher, which is basically the benchmark for mortgages, and that pushed mortgage rate higher. The average 30-year mortgage rate today is at 729%. That's more than double the 3.17% from a year earlier. These higher borrowing costs, coupled with elevated home price, have pushed housing affordability down to multi-decade low. Existing home sales have contracted every month in the start of the year. The NHB Housing Market Index, which is basically an index for home, home builder confidence, had dropped for the 10th straight month. Mortgage housing, mortgage application, housing start, everything is sharply lower. 
Neil, to give you an example, last year, November 4th, if you borrow 200000 30-year mortgage, it would have cost you $858 monthly payment, basically 3.17%. Today, that rate is 7.29%. That same loan of 200000 today require a payment of 13000 Wow. Uh, one, so, no, 1369 sorry. 1369 Right, but, but essentially costing twice as much to borrow as it did a year ago. That's right. Wow. Exactly. That's a, that's a tough reality for home buyers. You are right. Yes, you are, that's correct. It's a harsh reality for home buyers. buyers. So are, <clears throat> are we at the point of this issue spiraling like just completely out of control? You know, I, I, I re- reference and remember you know, terrible... You, know, you hear terrible stories of, of what's happened in the you know, Venezuela or Zimbabwe, where you know just really basic societal functions become extraordinarily difficult for consumers. Is this going to continue to just spiral out of control? Uh, we, no, I don't think so. We are not at that stage in this country. Basically, when inflation rate rise sharply, expectation of future inflation will become to rise accordingly. And the worker is going to start demanding larger wages and the employer is going to pass these costs to the consumer and that sets something called the wage price spiral. Okay. Now that's when you get the wage spiral like we have here in the 80s and uh, extreme version of it happened in Germany between World War One, World War Two, and also lately in uh, Zimbabwe. You can see that type of inflation is really damaging to the country and to the economy and also to the currency. For example, in the, in the 80s, uh, in the 1980s, the inflation here was 13%. The federal fund rate was more than 20% by 1981. And the employment went to 10% in 1983. As you can see, usually this type of scenario bring a uh, very tough recession because the bank, the central bank, has to react and increase interest rate. If you look at Argentina today, uh, the official uh, rate for a peso is one one fifty nine peso for the dollars. But they also they have a black market called dollar blue, which has a rate of two hundred eighty six. They basically have a parallel market, and the Argentinian dollars has lost thirty seven percent of its value over the last year, because economists are expecting 100% inflation rate this year. As you can see, this is damaging for the currency also. 100%? The currency allow you to buy stuff from overseas. Go ahead. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt. Did you say 100% inflation rate? That's right. The bank, the Central Bank of Argentina just surveyed economists, and they expect 100% inflation rate this year. Wow. That's kind of hard to comprehend. That's right. But in Argentina today, the highest denomination is still 1,000 pesos. But in Zimbabwe, it was a, a trillion dollars note. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, this, thank you so much. You know, this information is yeah. extremely helpful. And uh, like I said, it's still tough to comprehend 100% or even a trillion dollar note in Zimbabwe. <laughs> but, but it's important to also think about going forward, you know, what advice do you have for the everyday consumer out there that's dealing with this uh, current inflation 
inflationary environment and, and how to be prudent moving forward? Well, uh, the best uh, advice I can give is probably look at your credit card debt and loan with variable interest rate. These are likely to get more expensive because as interest rates start rising, your credit card debt uh, rate will start rising too. You should start paying these down with your, if you have saving, that will be prudent. You also should prioritize the debt with the highest interest rate first. It also makes sense to delay borrowing for major purchase, such as a car or home, if you can help it. If you have money in the stock market, I think are looking at it to be rough. And the most expert advice that you should hold on. Markets will continue to go up and down. There will be a lot of volatility based on the type of news that comes through, like inflation or job report, etc. And that's hard to predict. And uh, the best way people can handle this is to stay the course. One thing also a consumer can do is to reduce some spending. Maybe you can put that summer trip that hasn't been booked yet and all we can save on purchase of a, to, to buy it at a later date. Dr. Vall, great advice. Um, just want to thank you again for your time uh, yet again and your insights on inflation. I really appreciate it. You are welcome, Neil. Thank you very much. Anytime. If you have any questions about inflation, the Fed, or wealth management, please be sure to visit our website at www.jamesinvestment.com for more information. James Investment, planning, investing, advice.